Welcome everyone to day three of our daily Kofefi. I forget how Kofefi. to Kofefi. Uh, we the unnamed daily thing. Uh, I'm I'm Carter. That was Carrie, uh, and we are your co-hosts for your daily Kofefi. Um, uh, I took. So, so Carrie, in like uh, 20 minutes, Mueller is going to, I mean, we're recording this by the time it's released, um, not Mueller, William Barr. By the time it's released, William Barr will have done his press conference, but uh, he's releasing the, at least the redacted portion of the um, Mueller report today. So there's not really anything to talk about there because we don't have any new information, but maybe tomorrow we'll have, we'll get to talk about that. Um, I have a feeling there's not going to be much to talk about anyway, don't you? But we'll yeah, see. but you know it's it's crazy. There's a lot of craziness on Twitter where you like, um, maybe Twitter isn't real life, but so many people are like Trump colluded, Trump colluded. I'm like, I really? Yeah, they're still the left. Just are you kidding? Just no. Like it's like no matter what happens, it's just I, I don't. It, but they, I mean, they said there's no evidence of collusion. What more does it take? To, to believe he wasn't no. exonerated, which is like proof that you didn't collude. I don't know. And now they're like, Barr is covering something up. I'm like, he didn't have any control over Mueller. Like, I don't. Uh, the whole thing is just exonerated. This okay. This is that weird thing where it's like, but we believe in innocent until proven guilty, and you had a two year investigation, and you couldn't find any evidence. Well, we don't believe in that anymore. <sighs> yeah. We don't right? believe, we believe right. Okay. We believe in guilty until we believe guilty if white and uh, well and male. So th yeah. that uh, the thing that you showed me yesterday from the Times 100 greatest living Americans or Americans or whatever greatest oh, Americans. Yeah, your friend, your friend, Lazy Ford. Yes, um, I saw someone, some actress yesterday, Jessica Chastain tweeted something about how, you know, how dare you put her in the same magazine as her rapist or the, or the man who sexually assaulted her. It's like, uh, you're lying. You can't say stuff like that. You, 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 there's no evidence of it. It's just, so anyway, yeah, we're going back to that same thing. I don't, I don't, I just, I can't stand the fact that people, um, people on my side do that. That's what really bothers me. People on the left doing that. So That's actually can we just, so, yeah, I, there's not your so I, I actually want to talk about the sides thing. I mean, you, like I don't really like the left and right thing generally. I like small government, yeah. big government as as a distinction, but that's that's um that's a separate issue. There was an article in Quillette. I mean, unless you have something important you want to talk about. No, uh, I'm just waking up. There was up. an article. There's <laughs> you know you both. Uh, there was an article in Quillette. Let me find it. Hold on. The intellectual dark web. So, I guess. I guess Sam Harris tweeted out some um, tweeted out some thing. So the, the title of this Quillette article Sam is Harris tweeted out an, a graph, and it actually showed on policy positions a little breakdown of each each person who's kind of been associated with the intellectual dark web, what their if their belief is conservative or progressive. And it turns out almost all of the people in the IDW IDW have progressive beliefs. If you look at that chart, all the yeah, green so here's there, the chart. 
yeah, the green is like, like, what do you think on abortion or what do you think on gay marriage? And, and, and so all of those things are, the green is progressive and the red, if, if you scoot over on the chart, that's only a screenshot of it. There's a little bit of red too, conservative, because Ben Shapiro is oh, way yeah. on the right and there's a lot of red on the right. There we go. Here's a better but even Ben Shapiro has like, like the pink is sort of like sort of right and the light green is like sort of to the left. But the point being, they get called they get called right wing and alt right all the time. And, and as you and I both know, there's a ton of liberals in the IDW. Uh, it's just that anybody who's not SJW gets called right wing now. So anyway, that's my summary of the Sam Harris graph that was put out, which is, Hey, look, they have a lot of liberal positions on policies on policy. They're policy liberal. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great summary of the Sam Harris point. Right. And Quillette did something which uh, I like, I like that Quillette did this. They, challenge their audience a little bit. Um, but they, this person wrote this article saying, uh, is the intellectual dark web actually politically diverse? That's the question in, in the article. And um, the case that's made in this article is that, well, if you look at who they hang out with, like they may have those positions, but in practice they're on the right because um, Dave Rubin only only criticizes Republican or only criticizes Democrats and hangs out with Republicans and talks to Ben Shapiro and blah blah blah. And so this whole argue this whole argument is basically um, looking look at look at who they hang out with, who they support. It's all people on the right, regardless of whether their views are quote on the left. It's go by association. Well, actually, I was thinking about this, and I think that there's, I think this is a natural consequence of convergence of the democratic party the definition of what it is to become a democrat is changing because social justice warriors have taken it over and oh yeah you really aren't a democrat if you're not a social justice warrior anymore if you're formerly on the left and formerly a liberal you have no home yes you have no home because they are taking you out they don't care about your policies they don't care that you support gay marriage and that you want to legalize drugs and um, even if it even if you're also uh, in favor of uh things like gun control and healthcare, which are more left-leaning positions than than the right um they don't care about your your position all they care about is are you bought into the sjw ideology and if you are you can be part of our party. And if you're not, you're no longer a Democrat. And then therefore, in their world, no longer Democrat means right wing, right? So everyone yeah. is right wing because anyone who's, they're very similar to Antifa, right? Anyone who's not, and for Antifa, anyone who's not communist or socialist, or Marxist will say, anyone who's not Marxist is considered fascist, right? There's no, in their world, it's like, there's a little bubble of Marxist and everything outside the bubble is fascist. Um, and I think in in the SJW world, especially the SJWs that have taken over the Democratic Party, there's their little circle and like they're the proper Democrats, they're the proper left. And anyone who's not in their circle is right wing, right? And so I think what you're seeing is not, it's not that these people are hanging out with Republicans and only criticizing Democrats because they're uh, on the right. They're homeless. And they're pissed off because they got kicked out. Their own party abandoned them because it went fucking insane. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I have a lot to say about this. No, you I have so much that you're. 
No, you nailed it, and you're not I'm even blown away. I'm blown away by the on my uh. Uh, the, the the sun came out just a second ago and blinded me that, yeah. while your rant was blinding me. <laughs> no. Maybe this is a Kofifi rant. <laughs> yeah. I, I seem to rant. You you said something on Signal yesterday to me that you're like, you were looking at our talk and you're like, you went crazy over the librarian. <laughs> oh, I, I love how mad you got about the librarian. I think you called a retarded four times, three times. I was so triggered. Which, by the way, I had a friend of a friend. Well, I don't want to get off on that tangent. That'll happen. Um, about this, what you're saying, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I actually talked to our, my friend, Mike Carlo, who, you know, who was on our show before last night. Mm -hmm. And he's part of, he's been doing these walk away town hall uh, discussions, panel discussions. And the ones that he's been on have been specifically for like LGBT people who are walking away from the democratic party. And so on the panel, it's been him and his friend, Brandon, who started walk away. Um, Blair White, who's a transgender uh, blogger, really popular. I, I'm a fan of her videos. Uh, Rob Smith, uh, who's a former veteran and a former, but he is a veteran. Uh, and I think that was it. I think that was it. I on the used first to have panel. gone to war. I used to have gone. To, yeah, it's. I'm still waking up. So, <laughs> so he's been doing these panels, and we were talking about walk away last night. And you, you're absolutely right. It's that people have been forced out. Over the past year, I've met so, or year and a half, I've met so many other people like myself online, in discussions, at meetups. You know, there are people going to Mike Cernovich meetups to meet other liberals who don't agree with SJWs. I did that. Right. How funny is that? On the right, I don't think. I mean, basically. He's not really on the right, but if you're only in that echo chamber, you've been told he's all right. So to, to, yeah. to be willing to go there, to be like, hey, maybe maybe he's not, and maybe there's other people there. And, you know, I met people on the right there, but I met a lot of liberals there who were looking yeah. for other liberals who weren't crazy, who didn't go crazy after Trump. Again, I'm crazy in some ways. I'm just saying who didn't decide to become like, yeah, violence in the streets, you know, after the election. Here comes the sun. Hold on. Yeah. There we go. Um, so so uh, we are without a party. And the thing about sides is this, I don't, I don't actually see the distinction between left and right. It, it's not that important to me anymore, but I do talk about it because most people still view politics through that binary. And so if, if I'm talking to someone who believes that the biggest distinction is, is between left and right, and there are a lot of those people then I have to use those terms usually, but I, Mikey and I were talking about this. I don't really feel like that's the biggest distinction anymore at all. I, I have a lot of friends, obviously, who are not on the left now. And that's why I guess people, just like with Dave Rubin, people think I'm a conservative now or something. A lot of my old friends think I've become, she's become right wing or whatever, because I have friends who are on the right. But the, because the biggest distinction for me now is this culture war that you talk about. And that was a great intro video you did for Unsafe Space, by the way, talking about the culture war. It's like, for me, uh, it, it, I, are you authoritarian? One way of breaking it down is, are you authoritarian or are you not? And I don't care if you're a left authoritarian or right authoritarian. Are you authoritarian? Do you want to use the right. government and use force to compel people to do what you want? Do you want to force people to do what you want? And if not, you know, have threat of violence? Like that's, that's what the SJW left is to me right now. They are controlling, they're authoritarian. They've taken over the mainstream Democratic Party. You see puppets like Beto, uh, 
talking their talking points. You see Clinton talking their talking points. And now I haven't seen this myself, but it makes me feel sick because I loved him and I voted for him, Bernie. But I've been told that Bernie's now out there mouthing some of the SJW stuff, which makes me, ugh. So, so I, uh, yeah, I've, I've part of walk away. I haven't walked away from liberalism, but I've walked away from my party. I changed to yeah, green. But, but the Democratic Party has. They've, they've walked into they've social walked justice. They've walked away. That's where they totally. Are. So I don't know what, you know, I changed to the Green Party. Then I changed to independent. And I'll probably stay independent until either the Democrats return to their senses and to st- decide to start being liberals again. Because right now, and pe- some people in my former, like, echo chain, they don't get this at all. But when I tell them, like, Sometimes the conservative option is the most liberal option right now. Right. Well, freedom of speech is a great example. Yes. Like, I'm sorry, if the choice comes down to Ted Cruz or Beto O'Rourke, I'm voting for Ted Cruz. That's the first time I've ever voted Republican. But I'm like, in my opinion, Ted Cruz was the most liberal choice. And I felt best about my like individual liberty in, in Texas and my rights as a Texan I, I felt the best voting for him as a liberal. I, I, there's no way I could have voted for the other guy. I, I wish the Democrats would run a liberal, an actual liberal. Right. I don't so, think they will, but I think it's healthy that people like Dave Rubin and you um, haven't abandoned the Democratic Party and run to the Republican Party. You're maintaining this, like, as much as this Quilla article can say, well, you hang out with Republicans and you only criticize Democrats, therefore you're on the right none of you are really identifying on the right. And I think it's healthy to not identify on the right because I I think what needs to happen is, I mean, I would love for there to be a transformation in politics where the the measure was kind of something like you said, like authoritarian or not, the authoritarian party and the not authoritarian. Yeah, and you know what? Mikey said this last night. Mikey said this last night, it's true. If if it swaps in the future, if it goes back to being... Like, see, we, we were kind of joking about how right now the SJWs are like, oh gosh, they're such Puritans and they're such authoritarians. They're like the father and footloose. See, we are growing up, the father and footloose, you know, it, it was the conservative side that was wanting to tell everybody what to do and you can't, you know, and, and now it's the SJWs who are the authoritarians. I'm sorry. Yeah. When I was growing up, focus on the family, stuff like that. I kind of viewed, uh, the conservative right, the moral majority, those are the ones who are like, oh, you shouldn't watch this. No, the, the Smurfs are satanic. And, you know, there are all these different. Uh, that was my parents, by the way. They threw out all my Dungeons and Dragons stuff because it was satanic. Right? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but now it's flipped. And hey, if it flips back, uh, we, the, those of us who are on the left, who are speaking against this crazy authoritarianism on the left, on our side, if it flips back, we'll be speaking about the authoritarianism on the right again, you know, but right yeah. now that's not where it's at dudes. And yeah, I mean, we've talked about this actually with re, uh, when, when I interviewed Colin Wright, we talked about this with respect to, to science and you've talked to about, about it with respect to science as well, where like it used to be that it was the right wing who was like anti-evolution, anti-science, they were the threat, but they never had a lot of power um, in academia. They were kind of laughed off by at least the academia, even if a lot of mainstream might have supported some of the to the right wing stuff. But now um, it's not the it's not predominantly them. I mean, I'm sure that there's still those kind of people around. But the people with power are the left who are anti science, and they're not being rejected by academia because they have their they're in positions of power in academia. So um, absolutely. By the way, so you- they're anti science now. Go ahead. 
So sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to change this. Yeah, but just to underline kind of what you said, yes, they SJWs are now the authoritarians in in this particular point of time that we're living in. They're the biggest authoritarian threat, and they're also uh, anti-science. And they have, like you said, they have a lot more institutional power to do a lot of damage by being anti-science. So yeah. So I would say if you're liberal, you need to flee the Democratic Party and. It doesn't matter if you get called alt-right by the mainstream media. I would support someone setting up an, a different party that's not the Democrats. So you call yourselves liberals. Start a liberal party. Ooh, Whatever. Um, I, like I think it would be great. So, um, yeah, Ted, your, your, uh, your buddy there in Texas, Ted Cruz, he, this is stupid outrage of the day. Ted Cruz, so Disney donated or pledged money to help uh, restore Notre Dame and Ted Cruz made some joke about on Twitter about oh are the is the stained glass going to feature Disney princesses now which not super funny but whatever it was a stupid joke people got all upset about it. like the, now people are outraged at Ted Cruz I'm not exactly sure why that's outrage but apparently that's outrage so why you, I, who knows I mean is it probably that thing they feel like it's too soon to make a joke or something who cares? I mean, it's like nothing can be funny. Nothing can be light. With the, with the social justice crowd and the and, and actually not just social justice, with the outrage culture, nothing can be lighthearted. Right? Yeah. Anything lighthearted that can just be taken as like, eh, or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, he, Ted Cruz is actually, I watched him before I voted for him in an interview on Lauder with Crowder. And he was actually as stiff as he is. People make fun of him for being so reserved or whatever. He was really funny when he was in that relaxed environment. Excuse me. He was very funny. I mean, it's obvious the guy is really smart. And I think he's probably, he's one of those guys who's so intelligent that maybe it makes it harder for him to seem relaxed and all, all those characteristics that people that people liked in Beto of like, you know, you want to go hang out and have a beer with him because he's at that level of intellect where it's sort of, he's a little bit more self-conscious and-, and It's better to be drunk of, when you're talking to him. Is that what you're trying to say? Or? I don't know. <laughs> but he was very relaxed and just totally cool on the, on the uh, Lotto with Crowder show. And also what else about Ted Cruz? I'm looking up something I want to read to you. Um, oh, oh, his beard. Whoever told him to grow that beard, that made him more human, more like it totally humanized him. He had kind of a weak chin. It made him, it just gave, he, that beard works for him, dude. Like it makes him sexy. So, and apparently like that's what- he kept the beard and lost a little bit of weight. Not that I have, you know, I should lose weight too. I'm in, in the middle of working out. I'm not trying to pot calling the kettle black, but- Oh, well, sure. If he got thin and lost, and if he got thin and kept his beard, I think people would really start to- find him a lot more attractive than, uh, and, and relaxed a little bit than, than oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but the beard works for him. And, and apparently women, I'm thinking about this because I was reading this article yesterday about Beto and I posted it and said, I offer exhibit A as to why we should never have given women the right to vote. I'm joking people, by the way, joking. But in the article, it says. <laughs> it's MRA not, misogynist. Right. Is there, is, there a, is there a word for women traitors? <laughs> Gosh, they'll just call me a misogynist. Okay, so this is an article about Beto, and it's uh, in The Federalist, and it was a reporter who's based here in Austin. I think she's the editor of The Federalist. She went down to El Paso when he did his rally where he announced, 
and this is my favorite part, three older ladies from El Paso and La Cruces, New Mexico, when asked why they like him, responded, he's articulate, he knows how to send a message, he's a very good listener, I think he can do well for the country. Sounds like an ideal spouse, I responded. Yes, but he's married, they mourned, giggling. Another woman chimed in, in a jokingly glum tone, too late. A few nearby women giggled and looked at each other. For the record, this wasn't the first time that day that people mentioned how much they want to marry him. And then it goes on and on talking about how they talked wide-eyed about how he's the first man who's made them feel hopeful since Barack Obama. And it, but the, the, it just made me laugh really hard because I'm like, how many women boast, uh, base their vote around attractiveness? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I mean, I, I actually, I think there's been studies in, uh, I think I, I hate, I don't want, I don't want to quote the number, but it was a double digit percentage and it was a large number. Um, I think voted for Clinton based on looks. Uh, I think there was an exit poll. If I remember, we should have you to mean, look it up but back in the day. You don't mean Hillary. Bill. <laughs> um, back in the day. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was exit polls. If I, I, someone can bring it up or correct me, maybe I'll look it up later. But I think there was exit polls that suggested that some large percentage of women factored looks into their decision to vote for Bill Clinton. I believe it. And that actually, you know, I'm joking. You guys probably do it too, by the way. I mean, frankly. Well, yeah. One of my friends was like, I offer exhibit B and I think he shared a photo of Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> but right. It's but right. i mean aoc yeah right yeah. i mean she's like cute and young and like oh she she says the word green there is a statistic though and somebody mentioned this to me and i i think i read it in jonathan Haidt's book as well but something like they they gave this study where they gave women this tet two candidates just based on looks alone you know nothing about them pick which one is going to win and like 80 percent of the time they pick the actual winner yeah. which just goes to tell you there's a little something there involved about how a person looks. I mean, that, there's another great book by uh, Mark. I think it's Mark Crispin Miller. Okay. I might be getting that wrong. There's a great book about how like the advent of television changed everything because suddenly you could see yes. the, 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 uh, the options. You weren't just listening to them. It wasn't about how articulate and what they sounded like. It was suddenly like, Oh, Kennedy looks, you know, like someone I want to sit down with. Yeah, you'd never have TR as a president or anything anymore, right? Um, or FDR, um, uh, which might be good. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I think it's, we can have a whole conversation at some point about voting, um, but this is why I hate get out the vote. I hate encouraging people to vote. I think voting should be difficult. It should be available to everyone and it should be hard to do. Um, so I don't think it should be, like, I'm not talking about Jim Crow laws. Like, I don't think there should be tests or anything like that. I think it should be a pain in the ass um, and it should never be encouraged because then only the people who like are, are like care more about it and therefore have probably thought about it and are more informed, not necessarily, maybe they just really care, but like you don't want uninformed people voting because then you get like, she's cute, press the button or he's, he's good looking, pull the donkey lever, whatever it is. Um, and uh that's not that's not good. Why why do we care how many people vote? I don't understand that. Can I tell you how SJWs vote? And this might help explain things for people who don't understand SJWs. If there is a ever a landslide, not a count, but it's something similar, isn't it? Right. Well, when someone like AOC wins out of the blue, yeah, it is. It's it's you'll go down. So when I when I was uh, in the Democratic primaries, 2016, 
I voted for Bernie. Um, you know, there were a couple of other positions I took the time to look up and say, I, I want this person. A lot of times, though, they vote based on the same identity hierarchy that they divide everyone into and say, like, you have you have this much oppression points, this many marginalized points or whatever. And th that's what I did. So I can't remember if I voted for Kamala Harris or her, the person running against her, because it was like, do I vote for the black woman or the Latino woman? Do I vote for the black woman or the Latino woman? That's and that's... And that's really how they do this. I am not kidding. If, if you don't have the time to investigate and be like, no, I really, you know, as it goes further and further down the ballot, you're seriously, SJWs look at sex and they look at race assume, and they're like, let me pick the most marginalized person. That's totally how they do it. Wow. Well, maybe Kamala Harris will break out a headscarf for the presidential uh, nomination and make sure yeah. she's at the top of that uh, pyramid. Um, all right, cool. I think, I mean, I think we've, I don't think we have, oh, can I mention one other thing before we go? I know we're trying to keep it short. I just, one other thing. It's a short thing. Gad, uh, Gad Sad, Gad Sad. Mm -hmm. I like to say Gad Sad, but I'm not sure if that's how you say it. Um, he published, uh, he has a new uh, journal or a new um, research paper out in the Journal of Business Research, um, which is fascinating. It is another example of um, heritability of personality in humans. The, I'll put it up. The article is titled, um, Are Identical Twins... Oops, I pressed the wrong button. The article is titled, Are Identical Twins More Similar in Their Decision-Making Styles Than Their Fraternal Counterparts? So what they did is he took twins, um, and so twins presumably have very similar environmental factors growing up because they're born at the same time and the same family, and right? Um, and they compared decision-making, so they went through personality traits of monozygotic and dizygotic, which is like basically fraternal twins or um, identical twins, right? Where identical twins will have the exact same DNA and fraternal twins will have slightly different DNA, uh, still related. Uh, what they found was that um, the identical twins made decisions much more similarly than fraternal twins did, uh, which is another link to like genetic like it's a heritability of personality traits which is um i just find really fascinating i don't know what to do with it but there are certainly a lot of social scientists out there who operate off of this blank slate psychology theory this tabula rasa like people are just empty vessels um and everything is a social construct and we're going to fill them up and if you aren't a science denier like the social justice warriors are um, then you're paying attention to this. And there's a lot of really interesting, I would say in the past 20 years, there's been more and more stuff like this where there's heritability of things like personality traits. And uh, I don't know what to do with that information, but it's fascinating. So I just want to throw it out there so people were aware of it. Um, it's, it's, it's super interesting. interesting. I, lo I love yeah. stuff like that too, yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you have okay. any doubt about the fact that we're not completely empty vessels, look at the kid that they've they first did those experiments on to try and show that sex, that, that sex and gender were both social constructs. David, I'm blanking on his name, oh, Reimer. I yeah. don't remember his name. Yeah. They tried to turn yeah. him into a girl at birth and they told him he was a girl. And are they in jail? Cause I feel like that's yeah. an appropriate response. Yeah. Uh, Cause it ruined his life. I mean, it did. And I, I think he, he, his brother committed suicide or he did or there there's uh, i'm gonna get something that's wrong the kind of thing where like if he goes homicidal and kills his parents like i, I would i would <laughs> still legal and still bad but i kind of like it's one of those things where i have sympathy for that homicide that's pretty horrible 
Um, well, they were doing the best because he had some type of during birth. Uh, there, there was some kind of act, surgical accident or something, and his um, part of his, I guess, genitals were mutilated. And so the doctor was like, "Let's make this decision now." And so they decided. Oh, I see. So the parents didn't like let's say, "Let's experiment on." Them. Right, but I then this doctor they worked with did. This doctor was like, "Let's the best thing to do is just never tell him." And anyway, this doctor was did a lot of really gross stuff, like. Yeah, we can talk about that at a different time. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, look, uh, I, I think it's shorter than yesterday. I don't know Yay. that it's 10 to 20 minute time frame we were hoping for, but um, thanks everyone for watching the Daily Coffee. Crap, I can't even say the Kofefi. word. Kofefi. The Daily Kofefi. We need a name. Okay, uh, you know, or, we're gonna, or we're gonna make it the Daily Kofefi and that's just gonna be the name, so. Um, I, think, I think we should do uh, Cantankerous Curmudgeons Having Kofefi. <laughs> yeah, because that rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Uh, at least it's a nod to the my old person rants. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks, thank you everyone for watching. I'm gonna go uh, put on the Bill Barr thing. His press conference has probably started. So um, thanks everyone for watching. Follow us at Unsafe Space. Go to Unsafe Space. Unsafe Space on Twitter. Go to UnsafeSpace.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Unsafe Space. Uh, we'll see. Oh, and join us for deprograms today at 11. Every Thursday at 11, but today especially. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.